Welcome to Stories of Faith and Hope, the podcast that inspires your faith and gives you reason to hope. I'm your host, Joel Sutherland. I am so excited to introduce you to one of the longtime members of the church that I pastor, the Lawrenceburg Seventh-day Adventist Church. Dorothy Jean Salhaney and her family have been involved in this church for many, many years, ever since its beginning. Uh, Not Dorothy Jean, because she wasn't born until the 1920s, and the church existed before that. Um, In fact, she was born in the hospital that was started by her grandfather, who came down here near the beginning and helped to start the church, the school, and the hospital that was here at that time. So even, even if you're not familiar with Lawrenceburg or you don't live here, I think you'll find this fascinating because this goes back, she, she gives little anecdotes of history that, that existed from the late 1800s through to the early 1900s, and it's just a fun conversation with Dorothy Jean Salahaney. So without any further ado, here is my conversation with Dorothy Jean Salahaney. You have lived in this town a long time, it kind of been in and out a little bit, but you've, you've, your, his, your roots here go back a long ways. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of how you ended up here in Lawrenceburg, and, um, and just a little bit about your history. My grandparents lived here in Lawrenceburg for, well, ever since 1958 or 1928. 1928, okay, wow. 1928 or so. And so when I wanted to go to school, I didn't have a school, a church school where we were, mm-hmm. so my parents sent me to my grandparents to live. My grandfather had died just a week before and didn't want her to be by herself. Mm-hmm. So I came here to live with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to school at the old... Uh, Adventist school out on Buffalo Road. Wow. Where the uh, shelter, the the storage place is, Mm. right across from Tripp Road. Okay. We had a church there and our school was in the basement. Wow. Wow. And I'm sorry, I can't remember my teacher's name. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. So, and that's incredible because the school, it's, it's now moved, but we still have a school there that's been running since... What what year was that well, then that you came I out came here? here in 1947. Okay. No, no, no. 1940. 1940. 41. You'll have to 41. correct that. <laughs> That's all right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it was 1940 my grandfather died, and I came and stayed here two years before I went away to boarding school. Okay. Wow. North Carolina. Okay. Wow. That is the longest time that I ever lived here after I was a person mm-hmm. but we uh, visited my grandparents as often as we could and my grandmother especially mm-hmm. we lived in the house that now has a brew roof down on Buffalo on the, the creek the one that runs behind um, the rest uh, rest home yes yeah the old hospital building the old right? hospital yeah. building yeah okay Nice. And so then, how long has it been since you've moved back to Lawrenceburg then? We moved back here in 1985. Okay. My husband and I, he passed away in 96. Okay. So, been here for the last 35 years or so. Wow. Now, you've been telling me a little bit about 
um, the the Adventist Church here on on Buffalo and Randall Streets, and or that's currently where it is. Um, and you've you've talked about how your family and and you know quite a bit about the history of the church and and all of that. So, what year? I know you originally a couple people came down looking for land to start something. What what time period was that? Not grandparents hadn't been here too long until he started teaching school Okay, in a little Baptist church that was across the road and they let him use that for the school. That's the pictures in the church. Mm. And uh, he taught there and Madison kept wanting to open a medical okay. place here okay. in Lawrenceburg. So they uh, opened it down on Buffalo and Trip Road. Mm-hmm. When they built a hospital, my grandfather was not in the medical business. They built a building across from the house, and a lady came down from Madison to open a medical uh, place, mostly for massage and exercise. But it grew and it grew and it got bigger and bigger, and finally they bought the place down on Buffalo and the Creek. Okay. On the, mm-hmm. on the west east side of the old hospital was on the road when they built the hospital, and that's the hospital where I was born in 1927. Oh, wow. Wow. And it burned. They rebuilt it. Mm-hmm. And it just grew for a while. They were the only hospital in about seven counties surround. Wow. So a lot of people came, and the doctors, and it grew, and it grew mm-hmm. until it got to be the old sanitarium in the hospital, okay. Lawrenceburg Sanitarium and Hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that building, when they rebuilt it after the fire, that's the one that's still there that's now a nursing home, correct? No, it was across the road. It's okay. now where the medical building is, the health building is, Okay. on the other side of the road. That was the old hospital. Okay. But it became outdated. Equipment was all outdated, mm-hmm. so they built a new one where the a nursing home is now, mm-hmm. which was that building. They okay. built that, I'm not in what year, 88, I think, or okay. something like that. Okay. And, and then, so that, that would have been shortly then before the hospital closed. Kind of, because well, that ended... I think it closed in 88. I don't know when they moved it. Okay. Across yeah. the... Sometime before Dr. that. Dr. Henderson couldn't... He could probably fill you in on some of that. Yeah, yeah. We've had conversations just throughout our um, as we've as we've been doing this program, where we've talked a little bit about you know the the, the hospital and kind of. His. But we always we always thought that this was home. Mm-hmm. Whenever we went to any place as a family, my mom and dad and my two brothers, this is where we came. Mm. And uh, so Lawrenceburg has always been a part of me. Mm-hmm. But we haven't lived here that much, really. Yeah. Only since 1985, I think, when okay. we came back from Africa. Wow. So, yeah. So, between that, tell us a little bit about, because um, I know you went to Africa. Where else did you go during that time between between the Lawrenceburg bookends? I went to Fletcher for Academy. Okay. And then I went to Southern University mm-hmm. for uh Two and a half years, actually. I went two years, then I taught in Mississippi, and I came back for my third year, but my husband and I decided we were going to get married, so I went home to learn how to bake bread, basically, (laughs) um, for Mama to teach me how to cook. Uh And uh, 
Then we started out here in churches in Kentucky, Tennessee. From here. So your husband was a pastor, correct? My husband was yes. a pastor, yeah. And we were in different places here in Kentucky, Tennessee. And then from there, we, well, we were in Augusta, Kentucky, up on the Ohio River, and we came to um, Woodbury, Tennessee. And from there, we went to Memphis. And Memphis is where we got our call okay. to go to Africa. When we came back, we went to New York, and uh, my husband did not want to go to New York, but we went to well, we went to Florida, and then Florida called us to New York. Actually, that's quite interesting. It's too much to get into <laughs> all of this here, but uh, we we came. They asked him to go to New York, and he didn't want to go to New York, so we went to Florida, mm -hmm. and from Florida. We went back to New York at the behest of Elder Pearson, the president of the General Conference, who was okay. a personal friend of ours. And he said, you need to go to New York. <laughs> so we went to New York. And then from New York, we came back to Kentucky and Tennessee, came back to Bordeaux in Nashville. Okay. Well, from Bordeaux, we went back to, back Africa, to Africa the second time. Okay. First time we went from Memphis. Mm -hmm. The second time we went from Okay. Um, and then when we came back from Bordeaux, uh, from Nash, New York, we came back to Kentucky, Tennessee. And um, we were here until we, well, when we came back from Africa, we retired, sort of getting that out of space. <laughs> but the, we retired when we came back from Africa the second time in 85. Okay. And okay. we've been here ever since. Okay. He didn't pastor after we came back. He sort of, well, they asked him to take a pastor. He said, I didn't come here to go to every weekend to preach. <laughs> I didn't retire to go here to every Yeah. So uh, he worked through the conference with the trust services. Okay. Okay. So he never pastored the Lawrenceburg Church then? He was just He never passed, no. Just here. Now my dad alternately in between pastors okay. pastor the church here okay. but we never pastored the okay. church here so you said your dad pastored intermittently the Lawrenceburg church um, and then before that I know I've heard the story of, of people originally coming down in the late 1800s that wasn't any relation to you was it? <laughs> yes and no Okay. <laughs> one of the couples that came down to basically to build the New build the hospital, mm -hmm. and uh, his wife was a sister to my dad's sister's husband. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they were just good friends. The Reeses was their name. Okay, they were good friends, and they came down. and She's the one that opened the massage, the little medical unit out there. Okay, the, what do you call it? The where the the uh, Physical therapy uh, yeah. type building, yeah, which grew into the eventually into the. It, they ran out of space out there, and rather than build a, a lady, um, sold them the property where the where the hospital was built. Okay, but there was no relation there. Daddy came back here because this was his home mm -hmm. where he grew up. Wow, and. Uh, so, so he went to Southern. Okay. So what was 
what brought his family here then originally? Oh my. <laughs> How far back does that go? <laughs> well, in the earlier part of the half of the 18th century, I guess I'd have, I'd have to look up some dates because mm-hmm. I don't I can't remember them. But Daddy Grandpa was at Union in near Union. He wasn't connected with Union, but he lived in Lincoln, mm-hmm. and he was a, a block builder for houses. Okay. And uh, he went to hear Dr. Well, I think, actually, I think it was um, Sutherland's, his great uncle, oh. okay. Eddie's great uncle. He heard them speak, and they were pleading for people to come south mm. to start the work, mm-hmm. spread out. And Mrs. White's son had come down on, built his little boat, came down the river, and started education among the blacks. And it spread, and Mrs. White went to Mattis, went up there to look for mm-hmm. a place to mm-hmm. want to have a medical up there. So they found this property for sale where Madison Hospital was. Okay. And she said, this is where you need to. So when they heard them speak, and I think, I always thought that uh, they heard Mrs. White plead plead for workers to come south. But I'm not, that's a little hazy Mm -hmm. in the, in the history. But uh, so Grandpa said, came south. And uh, they uh, helped him get a place going up there at Madison. Okay. And uh, then they asked him to come here to Lawrence County because it was a dark county. Okay. Wow. So they came here and they started the medical work. Okay. He was not medical. He was a builder. Mm Mm-hmm. But they had a... Well, sergeants came to help build this hospital. Okay. Wow. And so then the church, and did the school get started about that same time, or was that? No, the school, you know, I don't know how. Well, they built the church, old school, old church on the school property when we had our school in the basement. And I don't know when they started that. He started his school out out there. But he brought the school down here. Mercy, we've gone. We're, we're almost out of time. Oh, well, so. I, I think you are out of time. <laughs> I we hope are. so. You'll have, have to fill it in with something. <laughs> so thank you so much for being willing to share. And uh, is there anything you want to close with? Any any last thoughts or any uh, anything that I forgot to ask? Well, you know how the pastors go from here to there and everywhere. And we were all over. My dad was mostly in Alabama in Mississippi. We were in Carolina when we were kids. That my brothers used to, and I, we always lived in a little tent behind the big tent. And we were pitched the tent right next to the jail. And the folks in the jail could listen, mm. you know, what they could hear. But we used to go over and t- put chewing gum up in a little can, send them up. They want some chewing gum, so uh-huh. send some chewing gum up in the can. <laughs> And we were very careful to not send them anything that the police knew what we were doing. Uh-huh. You know, there was no, no problem back then with uh-huh. all the mess that we've got now. But uh, 
that was in Carolina. We were in Carolina a couple of years, and then my dad went to Florida. They asked him to go to Florida do evangelism mm -hmm. with an elder, older pastor, and I can't remember his name either, probably in my notes mm -hmm. somewhere. But uh, he was in the van, and then they told him, said, if you want to go into the ministry, if you want to be a preacher, you really know to need to go back to school. So then he came up to Southern. Okay. And we lived right next door to Elder and Mrs. Pearson oh, wow. in the apartment building uh -huh. in the upstairs apartments. And that's where we got to know them. And I was three, something like that. Okay. Wow. Got some pictures of me standing. The old normal building's not there anymore. But I've got a picture of me and my two brothers. I'm standing on the... The steps were big like this. Mm -hmm. I was three and I was standing up on the steps. Mm -hmm. So they can remember that. But that's, I've known Pearsons ever since. Wow. Them. He and my dad were classmates. Her oldest son was born there. I used to run down to the store for her when she couldn't get out. They didn't go out then when they got big. Mm. So uh, when they sh showed very much. So I'd run down to the store and get her some milk, or get her a loaf of bread, or oh. sit by her side and she'd tell me stories. That was my conversation with Dorothy Jean Salhaney. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed sitting down and having that conversation with her. You know, even if you don't live here in Lawrenceburg, I hope that you were able to enjoy it and pick up glimpses from the past. I love listening to how things used to be and, and learning more about the history of different things. And so now you know a lot about the history of the church that I pastor here in Lawrenceburg. Well, next week, we are finally going to be continuing our Daniel series. I don't even know if you remember the last episode, but we were in the middle of Daniel chapter 3. Um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were there on the plain of Dura. The, the, the golden image was set up. There was a command to bow down. They refused, and they were pulled up in front of the king. And uh, he was willing to give them a second chance with the threat that if they didn't bow down again, they would be thrown into the fiery furnace. That's where we left you, and we're going to be picking back up that story next week. Here's a sample from that conversation with Dr. Henderson about Daniel chapter 3. They weren't going to be kowtowed mm -mm. by his threat. No, no. And it's, you know, in the, uh, the New King James that I have in front of me, um, it says, we have no need to answer you in this matter. I think in the old King James, it says, we are not careful to answer you. They, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't really care about the, the results of their answer. They, no. they weren't swayed by these threats or promises. They weren't going to change their minds. No. And so they were, they were just going to answer the way that they believed. Yeah. You'll hear that full conversation with Dr. Henderson and myself talking about Daniel chapter 3 next week, right here on Stories of Faith and Hope. You can find us online at faithandhoperadio.com, on Facebook at Faith and Hope Radio. We are on Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Play, and of course you can listen on our website. Music was provided, as always, by Dexter Britton under the Creative Commons license. It is our prayer that you have a wonderful week. God bless you, and until we meet again, have faith and hope.